Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. So you worked like a dog yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Rick leaves yesterday singing Broadway tunes out loud. I'm well, sorry to There was a sight I can do without. <laughs> Hamilton and Fiddler on the Roof, since you were going to ask. How about some of the classics like My Fair Lady, Brigadoon? No, <laughs> no. You know, it's funny because um, if you think about like the 50 most popular Broadway tunes of all time, I don't sing those. If if I didn't hear it in high school or didn't hear it in recent days, I probably wouldn't sing it. How about it got a lot of living to do? That was a no. Big, no? Okay, that Keep sounds going. like something you ought to sing while you're raking leaves. You're on the right track. <laughs> nope, I was doing the Hamilton and Sunrise, sunset, out loud. How about Bye Bye Birdie? You ever hear of that one? Uh, Of course. (laughs) Name a song, though. Uh, Kids. And how does that go? Uh, What's the matter with kids today? It was sung by Paul Lind on the Broadway stage. I actually saw that Broadway oh, really? on Broadway with you Paul did Lind. Not. I did, I did, I did. You never leave the house. It was in 1961. I used to leave the oh, house. Oh, you then. used to leave the house. Okay. Huh. Yeah, Paul Lind. He was great. Good for you. He stole the show, really. All right. So that's what I did over the weekend. What you do? Other than you broke your phone. Yes, my phone. Silly cracked. man. Screen broke. So, but it's still working until the new one arrives. The phone works. Okay. Yeah, well, well, that's, that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> that's all that matters. Anything so, good happen over the weekend? Um, well, let's see. What happened good? Uh, I ate. You attended worship <laughs> in person, right? Oh, we we always do that. All right, super. So you know, here you know we've been talking wait, wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you gotta you gotta do start the program. I gotta do you something. You gotta do something. Yeah, you right. gotta earn your money. Enough frivolity. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone uh, Talk Show on the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence, subpar host Are you sure of about the that? show. Joe McGranahan is here. He's a superlative conservative, natural-born listener. He's. I a, don't believe you are, Mark Lawrence. He's a real Republican, you know? And the reason I say that is because over the weekend at the conclusion of all the Sunday morning shows, they were paying tribute to Bob Dole. And uh, they were saying, well, here's a Republican who is willing to compromise and listen to the other side and uh, get along with people. I thought, well, that's the kind of Republican you are. You know, like a reasonable Republican, not an extremist Trump ring kisser. How about uh, how about our good friend President Joe Biden, who in giving his little speech about uh, Mr. Dole, mm-hmm. uh, read the end of it and said, end of message, because that was on the screen. Oh, so he read that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the anchor man who'll read anything you put Ladies in Ladies and gentlemen, him. Bob Dole well, was a wonderful it, man. At least end he of took message. the time. I remember your favorite president used to <laughs> diss people and wouldn't lower flags. Oh, yeah. and he got his last jabs in at uh, John McCain while he could. Oh, yeah. He managed to kick the dead quite often. <laughs> and Bob Dole is the second most frequent guest on Meet the Press. I was surprised to oh, hear really? that. Who was yeah. the most frequent? Uh, John McCain. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so much for that, that that the show only invites liberal people on the show. It may have the host may be liberal, but the uh, uh, in recent years, but the uh, um, 
uh, guest lists usually have a couple of Republicans. You know what would be fun? When somebody like Bob Dole dies, or even a prominent Democrat, go back and, you know, listen to what the uh, the people from the other party say who eulogize him, and then go back and say, pick what up what they said when he was running for president. <laughs> He's a dirty dog. <laughs> He's scumbucket. <laughs> right. This man's right. incompetent. He's, he couldn't possibly fight his way out of a paper bag. Oh, my gosh. Yep, you're probably right. All right. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and that's just not a random little spot on the Google Maps of uh, Sunbury. No siree, Bob. It's been a family-owned dealership since 1915. That's over 100 years. Even I can do that math. 4th Street, Sunbury, and on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, probably for the last 21 years or so. You can find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. If you wish to get your vehicle worked on, the quick lane on North 4th Street is this place to go. They're open from 6.30 in the morning. You can go there at uh, quarter after 6 if you want to and be first in line. And they close at 6 p.m. and they can work on your vehicle while you rate. Or you can make an appointment. So they got a limited number of loaners for their favorite customers down there, and they would just love to super serve you. And they're open on Saturday, the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. And you can find out more about them at sunburymotors.com. If you're ready for a new vehicle, a Ford, Hyundai, or a Kia, uh, click on the coupon for the works. Fuel saver package as well. But uh, they would just love to super serve you in every way they know how at the Sunbury Motor Company. Even if it needs means towing, they have a master towing service. That's a certification that not all tow truck drivers have. They still have a couple of the wreckers that do traditional towing, but most of them are rollbacks now. Damage-free guarantee at the Sunbury Motor Company. They take fabulous care of you and your vehicle, and they would just love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company, and that is our sponsor. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning, gentlemen. It's great to be back here in central Pennsylvania, uh, spending the last two weeks up in the North Woods uh, chasing the white-tailed deer. Uh, so here, here's a question I have for you gentlemen this morning. What's the major difference between Montour County and Snyder County? Oh, well, the vaccination rate is ridiculous. Geisinger Medical different. Center would be one. Yeah, vaccination. Isn't that and... amazing? Right, Mark. Uh, Montour County leads the state in vaccination rate. And Snyder County is in the low bottom seven. Well, they got now, all I'm them with... egghead docs yeah. over there. They like vaccination. Well, of course, because it's intelligent and and they know they have to uh, <laughs> stay healthy. So you um, want to you want to make your point today is that the people of Snyder County are stupid, right? No, I want to make the point that the people of Snyder County are being misled. By whom? I respect our, our leaders. How about our county commissioners who are coming out against uh, you know, these COVID um, vaccinations? Um, vaccinations, uh, you know, it's not needed. You know, it's unwarranted. We don't need to wear masks. Uh, we The schools shouldn't uh, require students to wear masks. All this stuff. Which county you commissioner know? came out against being vaccinated? Uh, Joe Kance is very anti-everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm not going to mention names, but if Mark wants to mention names, I'll go right there with it. <laughs> well, he's, he's well, on now, the side now of... Now I come back to find out that uh, Geisinger Medical Center, one of the finest, I believe, where I get my health care, one of the finest institutions of, of medicine in the na- nation, had someone die and be unfound in their waiting room of their ER for 12 hours. Now, those people aren't incompetent. What they were is overwhelmed. 
No, he oh, wasn't in the no. wait. He wasn't. 128 patients with COVID alone in Geisinger. Eric, he wasn't in the waiting room. He had gone into a restroom after receiving some preliminary treatment, locked the door, and apparently uh, succumbed to something, maybe a heart attack, I don't know, but he was stable when they brought him in. So they didn't just lose him in the emergency <laughs> room. Let's make that clear. Decomposing in the, <laughs> right. the emergency room. So this well, guy and, over here and is And the other thing about Joe Kent's, to be fair, Joe sides on the, on the, and has talked on this show about, uh, he sides on the aspect of freedom, that people should be free to choose, not mandated, no masking mandates, no vaccine mandates. I mean, he's a strong Trump Republican, but he would easily and gladly say to you, you vote for whoever you want. But when asked, he tells us who he uh, supports in the Republican campaign. So I just wanted, you know, he would sort of give the other side of the version if he were here. And uh, But you're right, he's uh, anti-mandate across the board, especially vaccine. Go ahead, Eric. Okay, thank you for letting me come back on. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, no, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't laying in the in the ER waiting room. It was in the restroom of the ER waiting room for 12 hours. Now, in, you know, Geisinger is competent, but they're overwhelmed up there, folks. You know, good luck. What, what's going to happen, uh, Snyder Countyans, if uh, if you or your parent or grandparent all of a sudden has appendicitis? And they can't get in for treatment because of the, the staff being overwhelmed. What happens if you need you need emergency surgery? You're going to wait. You're going to be, ex- and then you're also going to be exposed to all those people who are sick. I, I don't so, know that you've heard this concept, but they have a concept at emergency rooms called triage, and that is they assess every patient through the door as to how critical their need for care is, and they provide it according to that level. If you go in and you're sneezing and coughing, uh, that's one thing. But if you go in and you're brought in by ambulance and your appendix is ruptured, that's quite another thing. Well, and the other thing about EVAN's urgent care, and I'm sure they do it at Geisinger's urgent care, too, if you go to the emergency room and you say you wish to be treated there, they will say, okay, well, it is a, you know, a one-hour and 90-minute minute wait, uh, but your particular ailment, uh, there is no wait at the moment at urgent care or only a five-minute wait, that kind of thing. So they kind of give you your options if that's appropriate. So right. they are trying to expedite. Geisinger also started a COVID uh, ER surge program. Or no, it was Evan. Yes, Evan started yes. that, yes, if the, right. because of the extreme wait times at Evan. Right, so they can use more docs and more facilities. But go ahead, Eric. And, and, we, and we don't believe that if more people would get the vaccine, this would alleviate the situation? It would alleviate the situation of needing to treat people with COVID, but it wouldn't take care of all the other things. Emergency room waits are often quite extensive because many people today don't use, uh, don't have family doctors or, you know, uh, they prefer to just use the emergency room when it's necessary for them. But there'd be fewer people at the hospital, no argument, if it weren't for the pandemic. And fewer people in the hospital, sure. (laughs) Go ahead, so in Snyder County, no age demographic below 50 to 54 has at least half the population vaccinated. In five different groups, this is from the Daily Item yesterday, Snyder County's fully vaccinated rate is at least 20% below the state rate. So so what do we in Snyder County know or believe that the rest of the state, the rest of the state's wrong? Are our friends in Montour County are wrong? Or are we just obstinate? So what is the yeah, case ratio? No one ratio? can tell us what to do. Dog on it. What is the no case? No one can tell us have to get a shot. What is the case <laughs> ratio per hundred thousand people? How how does Snyder County stack up there? 
I don't know. That was not reported. I'm re- I'm, I'm going statistics. I think you know, that would be in the woods for two weeks, Joe. I'm I'm a little 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 behind. Okay. Now the case um, percentage um, in Snyder County is still low. Right. It's a it's right. it's not well, being why? transferred. Why? Uh, even you know Union County's ahead of us. Northumberland County's ahead of us. No, this is so, the, not the, the rate vaccination the rate. The ratio of rate of infection. But it's a rural county. A lot of people who are in sort of high profile interaction jobs have either already gotten it or are vaccinated. Or among the few people who are vaccinated. And uh, you're, you're, the case rate, it's not being spread in the schools in Snyder County. We know that to be true just from, you know, monitoring the numbers. How do you know that numbers. to be true, Mark? Uh, because the kids don't get sick and their parents no, don't no. get sick. Seal Grove has ceased doing uh, reporting on the kids. They, they don't do contact tracing anymore at Seal Grove because the superintendent says it's not necessary. Right, but we know when they have school or not because of COVID dilemmas, and they've had very, very, but very few... It's not being reported how many kids are out sick, and my daughter-in-law is a teacher there, and I'll tell you, it's a lot more than people realize. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, there's other stuff going around, too. My grandson has been, a uh, 13-year-old grandson has been vaccinated twice, but he got some other virus. He was off school three <laughs> days last week. He was very sick, but he didn't have COVID, although they tested for him twice. You know, well, so there's other stuff going on out there. Well, let's go to the hospital because he won't be able to find a bed. But you're, him, mi- you're missing the point. There are other things going on out there. You know, it's not all COVID. Right, and that's Thank you. That's, a, that's my point exactly. But because <laughs> okay. people refuse to get vaccinated for COVID, they're filling up the hospital beds that are normally there for other situations. Well, then you may be interested in uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis, who's a Democrat. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks. <clears throat> thank you very much for calling in. He declared really in an interview it. that the COVID-19 emergency is over and that he won't be implementing another statewide mask mandate in response to the spread it's of over. the Omicron variant, explaining that if people aren't vaccinated at this point it's their own darn fault if they get sick that's a democratic governor in colorado there you go said everybody has had more than enough opportunity to get vaccinated he told the public radio on friday hopefully it's been at your pharmacy your grocery store a bus near you or big events at this point if you haven't been vaccinated it's really your own darn fault well and i think uh, who was it Uh, somebody said eventually everybody will get covid you know, that's just going to happen, even among, because so many people are unvaccinated, that if we're going to resume any kind of a normal life, eventually everybody's going to get it. In defense of Montour County, one of the uh, listeners says Montour County is the smallest county in the state. That is true. But it's their vaccination rate that is the highest in the state. So, right. And it's a rate. doesn't really have, it, although it's true, it took fewer jabs to do it. All right. Uh, Mike, I hate to do this to you. Well, let's get Mike on the radio. But, uh, Mike, I have to take a break, so either keep it to three minutes or be prepared to have uh, curtailed for a moment and then come back. Okay, so uh, as far as COVID is concerned, here's some data points just from my personal life. We went to a wake on Friday. Uh, husband and wife both got COVID. Uh, they were in their 70s. The wife had a headache, and the husband died, and they were uh, all triply vaccinated. Uh, another story about COVID was uh, two sisters very close. Uh, uh, they both got it. And... Uh, unbeknownst to the one she didn't know she had it but one one sister that came down with symptoms she she died and then uh subsequently the uh one that didn't uh get sick at all had uh, gave blood and they notified her that she had the antibodies so she had covid so there's a lot of there's a lot more to this than we know and for people to say people that don't get vaccinated are stupid 
I think that's just plain uh, illogical. I mean, a lot of people that I know that aren't getting vaccinated, they have very specific, well-thought-out reasons not to get vaccinated. Okay? The Amish. I believe Snyder County probably has... I, I, I don't know the geographics down here that much, but do they have a lot of Amish in Snyder County and Mennonites? Fair number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and we know... I mean, point blank, I was told by a member of one of those communities... We're not interested in no vaccine, okay? And uh, <clears throat> so they, they're, uh, they're not vaccinated. So they're part of that population. Whereas in Montour County, you've got a lot of people that work at Geisinger, healthcare workers that had to get vaccinated and other, other ones that believe in it. So to go around and, and say that people are stupid because they uh, don't want to get vaccinated, that's just ignorant as far as I'm concerned. Well, in their own defense, now, the Amish are not going to super spreader events on a daily basis. <laughs> Except every Sunday. <laughs> Church. It, 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 that, that's correct. And again, you know, all these people that are anti-vaxxers, you know, how many of them uh, are going to these sporting events? You know, we're seeing, <laughs> you know, thousands of people jammed into stadiums and jammed mm-hmm. into arenas, and, and we're not hearing much about that. So but, I don't know what the answer is. Did this, you see the Army Navy? Did you happen to see the Army Navy football game on Saturday? Pardon me. Did you happen to see the Army Navy football game on Saturday? There was uh, a huge, caught, huge crowd. The tail end of it. Yeah, a huge crowd there, and even some of the cadets and midshipmen weren't wearing masks. So and where was that? Where was that? that was in New York City, I think. Wasn't oh, okay. it in New York? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Okay. It used to be at Franklin yeah. Field in Philly, but I think they moved it to New York this year. Yeah. Probably suburbs oh, over here. Here comes Jersey, Rob. He's like going to help me. us out. Thank you. Why, why was the game at MetLife Stadium? Um, they've been rotating recently. It was at, it was at uh, uh, JFK Stadium in Philly for a while, then at the Vet in Philly. Then they've been doing it at Lincoln Financial Field, but they're alternating or rotating between New York and, and Philadelphia. Big crowd, yeah, but did, I saw a little of the game. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, in a close game, I was yeah. excited. Uh, I wasn't because yeah. Army lost. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Go Navy. No. Here, here's one last thing I want to say. I, I'm reading the New York Times this morning, and there's an article in there about the anti-democracy uh, war uh, waged by the uh, Republicans. And in the story, and this is, I mean, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Other than that, the author, uh, uh, who was bashing Republicans for wanting to destroy democracy, said that one thing that could be done to prevent that is if Democrats worked harder to get the working class vote. Well, wait a minute. I thought Democrats were the party of the working class and Republicans were the rich. So in effect, this guy just admitted the truth. The Democrats have now become the party of the elite rich, and the Republicans are the party of the working class. And it's in the New York Times. What do they call that? The newspaper of record? Mm -hmm. Well, they call it the gray lady, too. Is that an insult? <laughs> well, I call it a lying rag, but other than that. Oh, get out of here, Joe. He doesn't well, agree with anything in the whole paper anywhere, except a Republican columnist. I agree with the date they publish at the top. It usually is correct. Well, yeah, but not always. <laughs> That's one of those funny things. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate oh, that. One, one last thing, real quick. <laughs> Easy to vote and hard to cheat. I love that guy you had on Friday. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal all over. 
Easy to vote and hard to cheat. Yep, that's a that's a great situation. All right, thank you so much. That was uh, Charlie Guerrero, the gubernatorial candidate. What election reforms do we need? Easy to vote and hard to cheat, especially if you're a Republican, is the rest of the sentence that he didn't actually say. So what we have currently is what? Easy to cheat, hard to vote? Uh, you tell me. What's the big... <laughs> how did we cheat in Pennsylvania? I don't know that we did. I I'm didn't just think saying so. Charlie okay. Guerrero thinks big that's fat, the issue. I don't know. I don't no, know, but Charlie we did. thinks that's the issue. I'm just saying, is that what he's saying we have here? Uh, well, apparently. Well, we had uh, the secretary. I don't believe that's what we have. I believe it is easy to vote and hard to cheat. We get the governor jury-rigged the election last year, but that was one and done. They will never be able to do that again. All right. To be continued. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Mask-wearing, vaccinating, mandating. So what do you think about Governor Polis, a Democrat? This is, tell me about this, Colorado. Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a Democrat, declared in a news interview over the weekend that the COVID emergency is over and that he will not be implementing another statewide mask mandate in response to the spread of the Omicron variant. Okay, well, don't assume that the pandemic is over. He just says whatever made emergency emergency level. His point is that everyone has had more than enough opportunity to get vaccinated. Hopefully it's been at your pharmacy or grocery store or bus near you or at big events. At this point, if you haven't been vaccinated, it's really your own fault. He said those who get sick, it's almost entirely their own fault. I don't want to say that nobody will get the virus if they're vaccinated, but it's very rare. Just to put it in perspective of the about 1,400 people hospitalized, less than 200 or 16 percent are vaccinated, and many of them are older and have other conditions. 84 percent of the people in our hospitals are unvaccinated and they absolutely had every chance to get vaccinated. I think that's a great deal of common sense. Yeah, I kind of like what he's saying As there. opposed to New York City, which is going exactly going the opposite mandates. way. Well, it, New York City's hospitals are o- completely overwhelmed again, and Colorado's are not. So that speaks to the issue here. And honestly, I think what happens is you have in New York City, this is guiding the behavior at some of the super spreading events, the sporting events and so on, and the concerts and Broadway and so on. And so there's more distancing more masking and vaccination mandates are, are part of things. So that's what uh, New York's mandate is doing. And uh, Mayor well, where, de Blasio was on uh, CNN over the weekend talking well, about this. He's an idiot. Well, well if, that if, may be true, but the <laughs> fact is he is trying to watch out for kids now, fortunately, or for people. Fortunately for you, he'll be out of office very shortly. So he'll be on, and he's his, almost done. 
his successor is not likely to continue, even though he's in the same party. He's a more reasonable man and not likely to continue. But my those point things. is that, that you, you've missed entirely is that you have different situations. In Colorado, hospitals aren't overwhelmed. People are more spread out. Yes, you have some urban areas. And what happens is a vaccine mandate or the mandates from a governor or whatever it is, uh, what it does is it guides the super spreading events like the sporting events or the performances and concerts and things. And so therefore, he says, hey, you can, you can, you can distance at these kind of things now and take precautions and get vaccinated and be careful. Whereas in New York City, you have more of these kind of things. And so the mayor there says that's why he's doing it. Well, let me ask you, if this New York is such dire straits, why, why isn't Joe Biden sending that hospital ship up there again that President Trump sent up that was never used? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask President Trump why it wasn't used. And well, it wasn't President, President Trump's fault. He, he responded to Governor Cuomo's request for it uh, and maybe, sent it. Maybe they don't need this ship, I'm assuming. But if they're overwhelmed... Well, okay, so you think they need the ship. All well, right, you're well, telling you, me you, they're overwhelmed. I'm, just, overwhelmed, I'm just telling you, you what the mayor says and why his, well, what's guiding you, his actions. Okay, right, I got you. All right, noted. Uh, Ken from Lewisburg, thank you so much for calling in. Always glad to hear from you. Good morning, sir. Well, I doubt you're always glad to hear from me. but Oh, no, we like the Bucknell view. Lively. We like the intelligent view from the Bucknell grads who call in. Um, um, here's a, a quick thing, which I would, I'm simply asking for an explanation because I know you're coming up on the break. Um, I do have children that play sports in Lewisburg, at which places we have to wear a mask. Not a big fan. I told you a million times I've been boosted and so forth. But I go down to Mr. McGranahan's neck of the woods. No masks necessary. Which I'm, I'm fine with also. So tell me how those views actually work out to be common sense. So I can drive 20 minutes from where I live, not wear a mask. But I've got to wear a mask where I live, five minutes away. Well, one size doesn't fit all, I think, was probably the answer to your question. Every municipality, um, every jurisdiction, oh, I no, guess, no, can make I, its own I, decisions. I know they have the right to do it, but tell me how that makes any common sense. Oh, follow the science. Okay. <laughs> Like, is there any common sense associated with that whatsoever? Well, it's not consistent. I won't argue that point with you. But if Snyder County has a lower actual infection rate of COVID than Union County, and if Snyder County has more conservative leadership than Union County has, it certainly is well, understandable. You're you're not actually understanding what I'm the point I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to make. We're not very I smart here. You know, uh, we're kind of <laughs> like did, I'm did, did, you, did, did you get in here okay uh, today? Yeah, Joe? it was a little we hard, but I station. made it. <laughs> Call back, Call back here. Ken, and Ken, insult yeah. us some more. So we'd we'd appreciate it. I wonder if I could find the water fountain during the, the break. Well, don't go in the restroom. Last time you were in there, looking looking die. for the water fountain. <laughs> oh no, that's I realized that where I was headed there. That's not right. All right. <laughs> Ken, call us back. we got to hear the rest of your remarks. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbird. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and foolishly opposed to all of my sound, liberally democratic policies. I portray a liberal on the radio, and uh, he is an actual conservative and is a natural-born listener of the Bob Dole, Ronald Reagan type. So he's a, he's a good egg. John McCain, Bob Dole, and Joe McGranahan would be the new Rushmore around here. quote... President Reagan, there you go again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You can sit down now. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We see the phone ringing. So we got that coming, and we do have two texts to read and one email, so we'll read those ASAP. Some very brief news headlines, all clear at County Line Road and Route 11 earlier today, an injury accident happened just before 7 a.m. Volunteer fire and rescue crews responded to the scene along with paramedics and state police. No details out yet, but the road is 100% wide open now. Following the state Supreme Court's ruling striking down the mask mandate for K-12 schools in Pennsylvania, Lewisburg Area Superintendent uh, Dr. Jennifer Ball says they will still require some masking students 11 years of age and under and Unvaccinated students, staff, and visitors still required to wear masks indoors. Masking also still required on school buses because of the federal mandate. A Geisinger infectious disease specialist overwhelmingly supported the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, She says she's heard some myths that it can negatively impact your immune system, but she says just the opposite is possible. This vaccine has been studied to a level that I don't think any other vaccine has been studied. If you're following the guidance and you're receiving, one, the appropriate type of vaccine for your underlying medical conditions and the correct timing, there is not a safety concern. She says it is us and us alone. Dr. Allison Brzezinski says it's us who can put an end to the variants by putting an end to the pandemic. It's not just hospitals being overwhelmed. How about county coroner Scott Lynn says his office has seen 30 COVID deaths since December 1st. That's an average of four deaths a day, a rate higher than the peak last year. And Lynn says uh, that the portable morgue has been set up from Pima at Geisinger since May to handle the influx of uh, deaths there. Pennsylvania Capitol Star is reporting maybe some fireworks relief is on the way in Pennsylvania after years of pleas from residents, municipalities, and first responders to back her down. Reform could be coming to Pennsylvania's fireworks law. Trouble is that the legislature imposed some fee structures associated with it, so they don't want to cut off the revenue. But the House and Senate Agriculture and Rural Affairs Committee will hold a joint hearing this Wednesday to discuss fireworks regulation, including easing up on the volume and types of fireworks that are available in Pennsylvania. Uh, Gene Yaw strongly opposes this and has talked about this. He'll be on an upcoming On the Mark uh, program. Well, some Democrats are talking about lowering taxes. Joe, you can get up off the floor. Dem- I'm stunned. <laughs> Democrats in Harrisburg talking about lowering. Stunned, t- I tell you. <laughs> talking about lowering taxes. The plan would lower the corporate tax from 9.99 to 6.99%. Not only would it make Pennsylvania more competitive with neighboring states, Representative Mary Jo Daly says it would actually mean more revenue, with some businesses currently reporting revenues in such a way that they're subject to the personal income tax. 
which is a much lower rate of 3.07%. That rate is the lowest in the region, with surrounding states having rates more than 1.5% higher. We could be looking at nearly $900 million per year in revenue coming back to Pennsylvania. Supporters are hoping House leaders will consider the bill in the spring session. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Must be to benefit the super wealthy, right? <laughs> benefit the rich? <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, and if you heard Joe McGranahan yesterday at a few minutes before 10 o'clock yell, What? Say it isn't so. It was because he heard that Chris Wallace, his longtime friend and news anchor at Fox News Sunday, is leaving Fox News to go work for CNN. Plus, he said, quote, after after 18 years, have decided to leave a Fox, who's uh, Wallace is 74, said at the end of Sunday's episode, I want to try something new to go beyond politics and all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure. He's a great guy. He yep. really is. So super. I was honored to meet he, both uh, Chris and his dad at a restaurant in Washington a few years ago during the State Association of Broadcasters meeting oh, down wow. there. Good for you. So one of your favorite anchors, Brett Bear. Tucker Carlson will be among the people. Tucker Carlson no, is I'm just not kidding. an anchor. <laughs> He's not going to do that. But they do have some good anchors there, so they'll Brett be able Bear, to take Brett Bear, very over. good, yeah. Um, uh, Arcel, she's good, too. I don't know who that is. No, all right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got open phones. The show sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We talked about vaccination in Snyder County, but one of our listeners says to the caller, Eric needs to get off his high horse. He's vaccinated. What's he worried about? He's safe, right? Mm, he's safer. <laughs> but then again, if uh, we don't tamp down the variants, everybody's going to keep on getting it. All right, John from Mifflinburg, thanks for waiting a short time through the headlines. You are on the mark. Hey, good morning. You know, I just want to talk about the idea that as COVID uh, cases increase, that the entire health system gets stressed. It seems that some people are make, trying to make the point that uh, you can kind of segregate out the COVID cases from uh, all the rest of the health care and that they needn't be affected. Uh, I got three news stories. One is from uh, Channel 16 that has to do with UPMC in Williamsport. Um, I guess it was Friday. No, December 10th. They're at 130% to capacity. And um, they have 78 people hospitalized for COVID. They have people, um, they have longer wait times in the emergency department. Uh, they're practicing waiting room medicine at the moment. Um, they have gurneys and hallways. Uh, rooms are doubled up. Um, so, um, and also, they've canceled, uh, I think, so 60% of um, elective surgeries because there's no room in the hospital for people who have surgeries. And there's no staff. There's not a infinite number of staff. If you have a COVID patient, it takes staff to take care of them. Therefore, they can't do other things. So elective surgeries um, are not, 60% are uh, cutting back. And, you know, uh, elective surgeries sound like uh, some type of uh, minimal or, you know, not important, but uh, people with all kinds of uh, maladies are in trouble. Uh, need surgeries, but now they can't get it. 
there's also uh, ABC News um, story. Uh, this is December 10th, too. It quotes uh, Dr. Uh, Gerald Maloney. Well, well before you get to let me let me let me stop you, John. John, real <laughs> yeah. quick, you only have a minute left, so let's get to the point. The fact of the matter is, uh, common sense can prevail, but isn't. Is that what I'm hearing here? And, and hospitals are paying the price. Yeah, and what I was going to say was that Dr. Gerald Maloney, the chief medical officer of Geisinger. Um, is saying that um, they're running out of uh, beds across the nine hospitals in, in the, that they um, own, and that um, people come in with strokes, heart attacks, or car accidents, hard to get them out of the ambulance because we don't have a place in the emergency department to put them. So that's my point. That um, and Sandra Walker uh, out of uh, Evan said that uh, th- um, they're that they're at capacity and they can't find beds in Pennsylvania. He said she said you can't tr- transfer patients because there's no room in any of the hospitals in Pennsylvania. The ICUs are getting full or, or they're almost full. So anyway, my point is that COVID has a big impact on the community. People who don't have COVID are being impacted because they can't get medical care because the hospitals are filling up with COVID patients, and they're taking up the uh, resources. Well, right. what, what do we do? Okay. Do we not treat people who go there for COVID since they, if they're non-vaccinated, do we not treat them? Because now you know why Joe's no longer no. on any hospital boards. I'm just asking, what do we do? I mean, there, you know, people know if they get vaccinated, their chances. I assume they know if they get vaccinated, their chances of contracting the disease are less. Yet they choose not to. So to a certain extent, they're victims of their own decision. Well, actually, they're totally victims of their own decision. And so what what do we do with them? Do we treat them or do we throw them out in the street and say, fend for yourself? You didn't get vaccinated. All right. One quick answer, Tom. Go right ahead. Or John, go right ahead. Well, a previous uh, uh, emailer uh, derided uh, a previous caller and saying, what does that person have to worry about? Because they were uh, vaccinated. Well, the point is that everyone has something to worry about because they can't get treatment. Gotcha. Oh, so the yes, point absolutely. is that yep. it, it's not it's anything to do with denying treatment for people who have COVID. It's just that it takes up resources and if you get it, you're going to you impact your fellow citizens. That's, All right. that's the, I agree. The, the, the point. It has huge ripple effects. All right. Thank you so much, John. Really, but thank that, you. But you know, to the point, what do we do with them? We have to treat them, right? We can't, even though they're, to a certain extent, they created the problem themselves. It's like the guy that blows his finger off using fireworks illegally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a shame and he needs treatment, but he brought it on himself, right? Right. Now, two out of every individual in Snyder Union or Thumbelin Montour in Columbia County has blown off their fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's happening here. No, but I mean, technically, you you it's are the same you thing. made your own decision. You're right. You know, you chose to not say to distance. I'm going to. to I don't think I'm going to get this. I don't think it's a thing, or I have some objection to the vaccine. Upper right hand corner, and then we got to okay. take a break. Uh, Doug says Eric constantly calls whining about oh, the unvaccinated. Stop. stop! It's Tom. He's terribly impatient. Okay. Tom, I made a mistake. You are You're on, on the, the air. Mark, Go Tom. ahead, buddy. Yeah, here's something that nobody ever talks about that I just looked this up yesterday about COVID. What do you think the average average cost of a COVID patient in a hospital is that has complex conditions? They're on like a ventilator, they're in intensive care, and they got hoses and 
What do you think? The, what do you think the average bill is for those people? I would say a million dollars. No, fifteen thousand dollars a day. Well, the average is three hundred and seventy-three thousand five hundred and six dollars. What's the average length of stay? Well, I don't know that. That's the average. Now it's different in every state. In in Nevada, Nevada is the highest one. There's just like four hundred and seventy-four thousand or something like that. The average. So three hundred and seventy-three thousand five hundred six dollars for somebody that has complex conditions. A person that just has, you know, not too bad, and they're in there, maybe in there, well, so week or something yeah. like that. I don't know how long they're in. A non-complex condition is seventy-seven thousand eight hundred and forty-four dollars. That's the bill, average bill. Now. If you think, if you people want to blame Joe Biden for the cost of, of things going up, <laughs> because Social Security is already going up, what, 14%? What's going okay. up, 14%? The Medicare Part B. Oh, okay. And they're, they're also, I don't know if you know this either, they're also raising the deductible $30 from 200 and something to 200 and something to $30 more. On on uh, Medicare Part B, and if you guys think <laughs> if we that think. these insurance companies are not going to raise their rates when they get all these bills, the cat's bothering me. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same problem. All right, hurry up. We got to get move and, on. And, but go and, ahead. You know that everything is going to go up, and these people that are not getting vaccinated are causing a lot of problems. For a lot of people, no. All right, and it, it is, it, it's going to cost a lot, a lot of money for all of us. And you know, you got people that don't have any insurance going in there racking up bills like this. You got people that have that have insurance that's not worth anything, and and these people are just racking up bills like like crazy. And we're all going to pay for it. Well, you know, we don't always agree, but I agree with you today. You're right on the mark. And we, that's we our prerogative. We get the pandemic we want at this point. <laughs> same as the, what the, the what, who's the governor of Colorado said the same Polis. thing. It's up to you now. You get you get the pandemic you want. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Tom. Tom. Well, I got one more thing here I want to say just <laughs> okay. because of Stan. <laughs> okay. You know, Governor Newsom is going to do the same thing with guns in California as what they did with abortions in Texas. I saw that. Very concerning. So that's, I kind of, you know, what goes around comes around. I thought Stan <laughs> would call up and start complaining so about how's it. how's he going to do know, that? Hey, Require... the, 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 the Supreme Court says that what they're doing in Texas is legal, so... So what they're going to do is see a bunch of you might see a bunch of liberal states doing that with guns now. Right, and and gun sellers would also be liable for this. What would happen is if any yeah, guns yeah, used in a yeah, crime, I think it's, the, I think it's great. They can go back it. to the original buyer or the gun seller and say, "Hey, you're you're part of the breakdown of uh, law and order. You're going to get sued civilly, and there's nothing anybody can do about it." All right, yeah. thank you so much, Tom. Yep, I did note so that. So it would have to be uh, enforced by citizens again, the same way the. Yep. Uh, all right. 
right. Well, okay. Yep. We might start a whole new thing. We are not, not, might not need courts if we keep this up. All right. We got three emails and texts awaiting and two callers. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've got callers uh, standing by. And, uh, Should I finish the email yes, from Doug? Please, All yes, right. This is do. from Doug. Thank we you. have two calls, so we'll make this brief. Eric constantly calls whining about the unvaccinated, claiming those who are vaccinated are intelligent, which means he thinks those who are not vaccinated are unintelligent. Eric must not be as smart as he thinks he is because he refuses to acknowledge that the vaccinated are getting COVID, and it's not just as few, but many people. Also, part of the reason some hospitals are so stressed is because they are understaffed because of their mandates. We know you got the job, Eric. So jab, what are jab. Uh, jab, Eric? Yeah. So what are you afraid of? You also won't give any credit to natural immunity, which many people have, and is no longer uh, lasting and more effective than the shot. But of course, Eric already knows all this because he's of superior intelligence. <laughs> Says Doug. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Doug. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Well, you gentlemen mentioned the army men, and I don't have super spreader events I disagree they have more events than we the so called English they did not quit having their school their schools kept right up like normal they didn't quit having church they went to church like normal and they went to auctions they're great auction people just like normal and they don't have no big outbreak or anything. I did hear of one Mennonite in our valley here that was in the hospital. He wasn't vaccinated, but he got COVID. I only heard of one. And and you think that's statistically accurate? Or, yes. You, okay, so only one Amish person in Snyder and Union County got I, that COVID? That I heard about, and I'm sure there's been more, but I, I didn't. But what I heard <laughs> of talking to, I, I talk you. almost every other day to Mennonites, Amish, they walk through town here or come through, and I get a chance to talk with them about well, you might be interested. You might be interested in this story. The headline of which is "COVID-19 has hit the Amish community hard. Still, vaccines are a tough sell." The Amish communities of Northeast Ohio engage in textbook communal living. Families eat, work, and go to church together. And through the pandemic, mask wearing and social distancing have been spotty. As a result, these communities have experienced some of the state's highest rates of infection and deaths. I don't know, well, Eric, I, I, I don't know anything about Ohio. I yeah, he hasn't know heard what about I that. Live with. 
in Pennsylvania here. And I know down in Lancaster County, they didn't have no major problems. And <laughs> as far as I know, up here, we don't have any major problems. <laughs> that is untrue. Oh, but my you gosh. You guys want to make it that way because no, you no, have an agenda look, to look, promote. Oh, we have an agenda. Did you know, Mark? I didn't know we had an agenda. Right. <laughs> to, to you guys make fun of any other treatment than, than, the, than, the, vac, than the so-called vaccines. You make fun of them, and a lot of doctors won't use them, be, you know. There's right. well, other treatments true. for this, uh, so the, for COVID-19, but you won't hear the truth. You're interested in promoting vaccines. That's right. We get we get a huge get check. How much rich, did we rich, how rich. much did we well, split last see, month, he's, Mark? He's was right about that. One or though. two million dollars that we got for promoting vaccines on the show. He's right about making fun the of other treatments. That's part is people like you do it free because you don't check out the facts. <laughs> You're doing it free. They're, They're getting a free ride off of you, off the people in your type of radio station. Let me ask you this question, Dan, since we're we're obviously lying and have an agenda. How do you account for... You you don't know better. Oh, okay, we're stupid. I'm giving Uh, you that. You're giving... I'm asking you this, Dan... If there are 90% of the people in hospitals who are sick with it or unvaccinated, what does that tell you? How about the ones that are No, no, I'm asking you. What does 90% of those in the hospital, those who are sickest and on ventilators, 90% are unvaccinated? What does that say to Dan? nearly all the dead people. And nearly all the dead people. What's that say to you? It tells me I'd love to check out the facts rather than (laughs) believe. Those are the facts, Dan. Those are the facts. How do you know that? Right, those are false Why do you think that's not true? Because you don't choose to believe it. I don't know. But I do know that people are dying. They got the shots. We just heard a gentleman talk earlier in your program, and I know people in the Snyder County area, Richfield, up through that area, that got three vaccines and died from COVID-19. What about that? Well, again, 90% of those who are in the hospital are unvaccinated, and that doesn't tell you anything except that you're right and the rest of us are wrong. He said he didn't know. He's honest about that. You don't know that. What you don't know, what you don't know, you don't know. So they're lying then. That's the whole thing. I don't know. They haven't. (laughs) The pharmacies are sinking oodles of money into every hospital. The pharmacies. And they, they, and also the government, which promotes getting the shot, the jab. They're, they're putting, I read how much money they put in Evan. Geisinger, you cannot oh, go, go against the government's mandate. We got to go, Dan. You're getting money from the government. You can't go out there and say, hey, there might be another alternative route to prevent COVID other than the so-called vaccine. You can't do that. 
if you're getting money. All right, we got you, Dan. Thank you so much for calling in. Very much appreciate it. I think you nailed it. You yeah. definitely busted Joe and I for making fun of alternative treatments. The yeah, ivermectin. I'm going to take my horse wormer tonight. Days will. Hey, you got. See, there in you for me. go again, Joe. <laughs> there you go there again. You go. Thank you're you, Dan. You're making fun of yeah. that treatment. You don't. You don't well, know. You make fun what of the vaccine. You make fun of the vaccine. Hey, I do know I'm this. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just telling you. It, it, it's not what you think it is. Dan is 100%, 199% right. He's absolutely right. We're just we are dumb, right? foolishly making fun of a real treatment, Joe and I are. And it's not right. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Uh, uh, who is next? That uh, should it, be Ken. Oh, Ken. Ken, thank you for waiting so long. Sorry about that. Jeez, he's been on the phone for 15 minutes. Thank you, oh, sir. Oh, that's okay. You asked me to call back, so I did. Thank you. Um, going back to what I was saying before, it, um, if you recall our earlier or my earlier speak talk, it was simply I find it very strange that I can drive 20 minutes away where I don't have to wear a mask, but yet here I have to. Just does not make any. Well, sense. and I, th- I think the reason is there's a dozen things that goes into what's happening in a particular no, no, area. No, no, it's simply political. I'm sorry, I'll disagree with you. Well, just, well the first three things I was going to say is that it's political, <laughs> are, are aspects of politics that are involved. So I don't think I'm wrong saying that there's a half a dozen factors, three of which are no, political. No, I, I just want you to admit that that's all that part of it is. Just like I can go to seven different <laughs> okay. school districts. You want me to I admit that to you're right. Okay, you're right. High school. <laughs> and sometimes I have to wear a mask and sometimes I don't. As an example, I was, and, and I think, Joe, you're from that area. I was at Upper, um, no, I'm sorry, Cumberland Valley this week. Cumberland and Valley High School. They right. tried to do a mask mandate and everybody was like, well, forget it. There's like five thousand. <laughs> it's not going to work. There. Yeah, the public doesn't like and, mask and mandates. Everyone's like, you know what? No, we're not doing it. Nobody likes a mandate. Uh, now, and I personally had one, so it's no big deal. But I just he wore like, a mask. Um, the convoluted, um, sometimes hypocrisy, however you want to describe it, seems very odd. Now, it, unfortunately, um, I, I was listening to the other stuff. The, um, the stuff about costing at a hospital and so forth, is this the first time that anyone has ever brought up that it costs a lot to go to a hospital? <laughs> no. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I might be a different person because I have athletes, all right? And we have spent a many of times not getting a room and being stuck in an emergency room and then having to pay the bill. So now all of a sudden this is what it's important. Yeah, hospitals are expensive no matter why you're there. All right, we got you. Thank you so much for calling yeah, back, Ken. Appreciate really it. appreciate oh, wait, one it. More, one more point. Okay, sir. go ahead. <laughs> okay. One, one, one more because I wrote it down. Okay. Um, someone else mentioned Mennonite. Right? I happen to be um, associated with um, a woman that was a Mennonite, okay? And she comes into my home all the time, helps me with my house and my family and everything else, and she is not vaccinated. I am, okay. which I've said a million times, but it's her choice. 
And I don't think she's going to kill my children by showing up. <laughs> I hope not. That's just the opposite of the intended uh, outcome. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Ken, Thanks, for calling Ken. in. Call, yeah, call and I, I, I tried to say that I, I think there's a half a dozen differences between Snyder and Union counties in the rural parts of each county. And uh, three of the top reasons are political. It just relates to who, what, who your leaders are, who are your elected leaders, and that kind of thing. And that goes into what... Uh, what what's mandated and what's not and why people behave differently in the schools are the perfect example where that really plays out. Uh, read this particular one and then we'll take the break. Okay, Eric should be happy. Democrats wanted death panels in the Obamacare laws and now we have a disease killing off the primar- primarily the elderly which the left also previously railed against for using up all of the medical resources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old people using up all the bandages. I've heard that. Um, one in a hundred, I heard the statistic, one in a hundred Americans over the age of 65 died from COVID. One in a hundred. One in a hundred. All right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We got some open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is across from me and on the phone is, uh, let's Dennis. see, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis is waiting the longest. The Go ahead, sir. Good morning. It's another aspect of sort of this overwhelmed hospital issue. Uh, I did my training for nursing in Connecticut at Danbury Hospital, and I can only recall from then. But that hospital at one time when it was built was only for a catchment area of something like sixty to 70,000 people, which is still a lot for like a 200-bed hospital when you look at pandemics and stuff. Now that hospital has a catchment area of 400,000 people. So and it crosses my mind. We have this big hospital, Geisinger, which is wonderful. I was born there and everything. But what is the catchment area? Do we have any idea? Are oh, my the gosh. Area? Well, the area, I don't know the area, but they, they have like 31 million people in their catchment area in the whole yeah. system. So when you think about a pandemic, and this is what sometimes when they plan hospitals and extend hospitals, which Geisinger has, you know, it's for moments like this in life, when something comes along, a mass casualty or something, you know, can they handle it? And I I would say the local hospitals know, you know, for how big Geisinger is, uh, you stop and think about it. So... And not to switch gears a little bit, but in my own personal case, I have had COVID twice already. Last year, I was extremely sick with it for like three months. I wasn't hospitalized, but I was very, very sick. High fever, coughing for three months and slowly got over it. Wearing a mask everywhere, using enough uh, alcohol on my hands to be inebriated. And, (laughs) you know. Maybe that was part of the problem. It could be. And then this year I got it, and I got it a lot less violent in June, but no inkling where I got it, you know. And and this is my point is, is that you can blame unvaccinated people, you know. And you could say, well, they did it. I couldn't tell you if I was going through the grocery store, if I was with one of my clients, because nobody around me had symptoms, you know. I didn't catch anybody coughing in my face. Yet all of a sudden I lost the sense of taste and smell in June, and I said, what? So mm. I'm a person that had it. Yes, I've had the discussion with the doctor about getting vaccinated. You know, they did say there's a certain amount of natural immunity there that I probably could 
avoid it, but, you know, I'm not going to say on the radio whether I did or not, but it has been a discussion. His uh, attitude was that, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Right now, I have three or four relatives that are, you know, they're COVID fully, plus the booster, and they're very sick with COVID, not here in Pennsylvania, but out of state. So, it, it, you know, I can't see somebody's totally right or totally wrong. I mean, I don't think there's absolute with any of this going around the world, you know? And like I just read an article this morning on, I think it was um, the Gateway Pundit, that Japan issued a warning that they're having a high uh, um, cardiac events from this for high pericarditis, myocarditis, and it's directly related to the COVID-19 vaccinations, Pfizer and Moderna. Now, I mean, they wouldn't put that out there in world news if there wasn't some element of truth to it, you know. So I'm just saying I'm not here to knock Eric or anybody else. I'm just saying everybody has an opinion, but there's no absolute at this time. It's been, you know, it's a scary time for everybody. And I myself are not a young spring chicken anymore. And <laughs> it's it's scary when you come down with COVID, you know. It's like, okay, but knock on wood, I'm still here. And if I'm not, you know, I have, I have a strange attitude maybe, but I'm like... If it's my time to go and my expiration date is up on my foot, I'm not going to say, oh, I should have got vaccinated. I would have saved my life. I don't believe that. I believe, you know, my expiration date is my expiration date, whether it's by a bolt of lightning, a car accident, COVID, or falling down the steps. No, you know? but you can prolong that. You can stay out of lightning, so look both ways before you cross the street and get vaccinated. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dennis. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dennis, uh, but I, I wouldn't jump out in front of traffic and say, well, we'll see if my number's up today. <laughs> I guess they play Frogger out on 11 and 15. 15, right. <laughs> All right, Eric, you get 60 seconds right before the quickie break. Go right ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I applaud Dan and Dennis for calling in. I don't necessarily agree with their viewpoints, but at least they have the courage to come on the air, as I do, and express viewpoints. Uh, I invite Doug, Doug, who wants to, you know, throw throw things at me from afar in an email, uh, you know, that you know, my position. And who is the low life that said I want older people to die? Can I go put you guys want to put a name to that email? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember who said you, Did someone say, no, what? No. I was thinking we were talking about you. you. Dennis Small said, Eric wants older people to die because I'm Democrat. Oh, Democrat. Immediately father. Today is his birthday. Left the disease coming. And people want to know why I'm upset about this. It doesn't affect my life. They the heck, it doesn't affect my life. They didn't exactly I say that you want I people I to die. Because of COVID. I can't take my dad out to dinner tonight because I can't risk him either getting the COVID or, or anything else happening to him because he gets sick. There's no place for him in the hospital. You know, he didn't, and, and accuse, he didn't accuse the you of anything. We would be frequenting, well, aren't getting well, the money we would okay. spend. Well, time's so, you up. Know, it's affecting locally. So okay. Don't tell me it doesn't affect anything. Okay. All right. We Thank got you. you your, your minute's up. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Upper right-hand corner. All right. It says, this is what it said. It says, Eric should be happy. And that's it. Democrats wanted death panels in the Obamacare laws, and now we have a disease killing off primarily the elderly, which the left also previously railed against for using up all of the medical resources. Right. He didn't there's say you wanted anybody dead, Eric. Ten myths and two lies in there, so and none of which said Eric wanted people to die. Right. So, all right. Uh, Ernie, oh, we got time before you before the break. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for waiting so far. You would now have the floor. From Mifflinburg. Okay, yeah, good morning. Uh, I just uh, wanted to comment on your caller before Eric. Uh, I do agree with him. 
I feel that, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, go ahead and get it. If you don't, you don't. Now, my father, two mo- he got the vaccine in, back in May. Two months ago, it was awful. He had seizures, four of them. He had no, he don't remember the, the whole day when this happened or nothing. It caused a heart attack. He only has 30% use of his heart now. I'm thankful he's here with us. And my mother, she won't get the shot. I have a cousin that got the shot. He went out hunting on December the 1st at 6 in the morning. He had a massive heart attack. I asked my his sister, I said, did he have any health issues? She said no. Uh, a friend, or my wife's, the church she goes to, a man, he's only in his, I think he's in his 50s, never had health problems. He got the vaccine. He had a heart attack and died. Uh, my daughter, I won't say where she works, she loves her job. She was told that if she don't didn't get the shot, she was going to be out, okay? She has trouble with blood clots in her legs. Now, I know that vaccine, they said it causes seizures, heart issues, blood clots. Um, you know... I'm not getting that shot. Now, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, maybe maybe you didn't, but if you're O positive blood type, you're less likely to get the virus, and if you do, you only have mild symptoms. Well, luckily, I'm O positive, so I'm kind of banking on that. Like, I look at it like this. If you're going to get that virus, and I hope, it goes away very soon, but if you're going to get it, you're going to get it, uh, whether you're wearing a mask or not. I mean, I, I don't know. I, that's how I feel about this. Uh, there's other, I think there's some other people too I know that got the shot and they still they still got the virus, and I just thought I'd. Well, I know lots of people that got the shot, and they had very mild impact, and uh, they know for a fact they've literally fought off the disease because they sat le- next to a foot away from somebody who had a raging, contagious case of it, never got it. I mean, you can contribute, attribute some of that to maybe the good ventilation or whatever, but lots of people say, oh, I was near so-and-so who ended up with COVID. I didn't get it. Why? Because they're vaccinated. They have the ability to fight it off. Well, I did hear, I agree with you, I did hear that O, o positive people are less likely. I'm O positive, but I still got the shots. Okay, and I wait, had no, hey, that's your right. And you I know? got the booster, and I've had no adverse impacts as the result of that. I mean, I'm still here. Well, and here, and I don't. <laughs> well, there you know, we go. <laughs> Witness I, I'm, his voice. I'm uh, I'm Republican, and that, and I ain't afraid to admit it. I love President <laughs> Trump. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, that's that's me. But what I was getting at is uh, a lot of this is, to me, it's trying to scare people. 
into getting this shot. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be if they want to get it, they get it. And if they don't, they don't. Right. Well, I now, agree. Nobody should I be scared. I won't mention the doctor's name, but a, a woman that my wife's friends with, she goes around uh, giving piano lessons. She gives piano lessons to my, my granddaughter. Her doctor, this woman's the one that does the lessons, her doctor told her, if you get that shot, you might as well write out your will. Now that's not, and I'm not, that's not a lie or anything. <laughs> that is the truth. So, you know, you don't know what you're getting put into you, and here I am, you know, I'm scaring you guys because you got the, sh the vaccine, and I hope everything works out for you, but I, I think it it's the, in the individual if whether this vaccine works or not. All right, we you got know. you. Thank right. you so much, Ernie. Thanks for calling in. I hope your decision works for you, too, Ernie. Yep. Thank you for really calling. Glad really glad to hear appreciate from you. it. Thank you, everybody who's called so far. And we got one more caller lined up for the show. And we've got a couple of emails and texts, so we're going to try to get to those. We're going to start that sequence after this. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, anything here? Yeah, why don't you read this, the biggie? Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Kim in Millersburg. Kim says, I'm still not hearing a lot of stories uh, advancing the use of therapeutics. With a reported 65% plus of all Americans fully vaccinated, why hasn't attention turned to the early treatment of COVID-positive patients? There is an array of inexpensive and highly effective therapeutics available to treat people, thereby keeping them out of the hospital and helping others to recover quickly. It would seem to me that this is the next logical step and an answer for those who are unvaccinated or for those that are not vaccinated and have had a breakthrough case. Now, those that are vaccinated and have had a breakthrough case, right. I'm sorry. Thank you, Kim. Says from Millersburg. And then a separate text. Says, maybe it's time to get the ivermectin and zinc and uh, hydroxy. Hydro hydroxy, hydroxy and zinc in a treatment plan. Okay, well. There you go. All right. Shirley, thank you so much for calling in. Always glad to hear from you. Okay. Uh, I would like to make a suggestion for your talk radio show. I find your show to be very boring because it's the <laughs> same old, same old every day. Same people calling in. And I have a question for you. Why is it nothing but so political? You, way back when, I remember when your show first came on, there was different topics that was discussed throughout our Susquehanna Valley. Now it's nothing but political, political, political. My suggestion Please choose a different topic every day and stick to it. 
the callers that uh, that are calling, uh, and, and then they that's all that they need to talk to on that subject of the day. Some of the topics I'm suggesting is what is happening to our churches as the attendance is way down in the churches in our valley and they're suffering and may close. What is happening to our youth? Have you heard the terrible language they are using lately? I mean, you might get a different variety of, of callers if you would only choose a topic of the day and then just stick to that and have people call in. I'm pretty sure you would get a more variety of callers. That is my suggestion, and it's only, uh, it's just, a, I try to tune in to your show, and I enjoy listening to it, but it's the same old, same old, all political, and it, it'll never, Have you never, listened, were you listening today because it, there wasn't a thing political? Yes, I have been listening today, and that last man... That's saying all these people are dying that got the vaccine. I don't believe it. Well, the topic was the topic was medicine. One minute. The topic was the COVID virus. It wasn't politics. It was COVID virus. No. Yeah. Right. But how many days did you have that every day last week? Oh my God. Well, that's it's not political. It's it, the same thing every day. Every day. If it ain't political, it's about this COVID. If people want to get the vaccine, get it. If people don't want to get it, don't get it. Why do why do people have to why prolong back the, and forth? Why prolong back the torture? <laughs> All right, we got you. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks. Great suggestions, every single one of them. We wrote them down. We'll do them in the weeks and months ahead. I mean, we have other things to talk about in our valley, except everything political. Everything is so political, and it'll never stop if how, you don't stop talking about it. How about okay? one more one more suggestion? Anything else you'd like to hear? No, All uh, right. I have other suggestions. Well, that covers two days, and then we're after, <laughs> after on, that Joe. we're back. But on. I mean, you you have people there. Your radio, uh, your radio show that work there. Can't they come up with something? A topic. Yep, that, we got smart uh, people all over the place here. All right. right. Thank right. you so and much, they Shirley. Can't come up with a topic. All you right. know, I, okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Yes, yeah, thank Bye. you. Great suggestion. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Guess you that okay, buddy? Yep, right. Uh, I will point out that we didn't have a topic today. The audience determines the topic on most days in this program. We what? got a first caller. Eric was our first caller, and he set the tone. Yeah, but you started out with the Colorado governor's clipping. Only about after COVID. Eric called in about it. I had something prepared for that in okay. case it did come up. Mm, okay. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Double to KOK Sunbury.